we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A new world order. Child sex trafficking. The deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. Loose the battle plans of heaven. It's all about control. Broadcasting live to the world now. It's the weekend vigilante, Sheila Zielinski. Today's program was made possible by the generous prayer and support of the faithful friends and partners of this ministry. Visit our new website at Sheila.media. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Sheila Zielinski Show for this Monday, November 13th, 2017 edition. I hope you are enjoying listening to the program on the new customized app. Now, it's been out for a while, but we've added some new features. We took your feedback and we have now incorporated that into the app. So we've added a bunch of new buttons. I'll I'll stack that app up against anyone's. It's really nice one-stop shop for all things to do with the show. The show is just a play button, click away What's really nice about it, too, is we, again, we incorporated your feedback and we made it so that you can multitask. That's right. You can listen to the show while going on any other thing on your phone. So it's really nice to be able to do that. Your feedback is really important to me. And I really appreciate that. Hey, if you have not signed up for my free e-newsletter, please really do stay in the loop. I really want to keep you up to date on what is going on. And lastly, support my work on Patreon. We haven't reached our Patreon goal yet. A lot of people didn't know about it. So we're going to keep going with the Patreon until we reach our goal. And I'm really excited because I believe we, we can reach it. Some people are just only finding out about my Patreon. But I need to be announcing that probably on every show. So I will continue to plug that. And I really thank you for that very much. And you know, I just want to say a shout out to people that send me mail all the time. It, it is really heartwarming to get cards and handwritten letters from my listeners. It really, honestly, I'm telling you right now, I really look forward to it. I read everyone, I open everyone. And also when people send money orders and checks in the mail, I pray over every single one. I remember years ago hearing some ministry, they found thousands of cards. I keep every one of my cards. Not only do I keep every one of them, I pray over every single financial supporter of this ministry. So I want you to know that. Well, I'm really excited to bring on my guest today because I was chomping at the bit to have him back on. I thought, man, we miss him. It is the one and only Augusto Perez. Augusto, it is so good to have you on the program today. I have never seen anything like the unprecedented spiritual warfare that is taking place. The enemy is hitting us with the kitchen sink here. But I have to wonder, are Christians hitting back even harder? Are they storming the enemy's camp? I don't think so. Augusto, are you noticing a mass increase, uh, a complete intensification of spiritual warfare? No doubt about it. Um, There is an intensification. We saw a lot of warfare this last election, the troops of the Lord, the prayer warriors, the intercessors, you know, it seems like more Americans are now engaged. And when I say Americans, I mean Christians. More Christians are now engaged in prayer. They're learning warfare. Uh, A lot of people are waking up. Many are being trained. And it seems like this thing has started a couple of years ago. 
and I knew it was going on. And I think I mentioned it a couple of times on your radio show. And sure enough, we saw this thing really ramp up during the elections. And um, we ourselves, we have several uh, prayer battalions that pray every day. Uh, one of them prays every day, each day of the week. Uh, we have one praying each day of the week and targeting certain things. And But uh, like you said, the enemy camp, okay, it's not going to take this sitting down, yeah. and they are fighting back. However, they're losing. They're losing this battle. They're losing it. Uh, you see what is going on all over. Mystery Babylon is being dismantled in America. You know, all the high places are being taken down starting with Hollywood and all the pedophiles are coming down. And then you go right on down the pedophile rings in different parts of the of the nation and the world and the NFL. The NFL is was a holy cow here in America, and it is being dismantled. It's been taken down. Uh, it, it was used by Soros. Uh, Hollywood was used by the Soros group, the Clinton group, and, uh, you know, the Obamanistas. And, you know, these people controlled many of these, uh, and do I still control many of these areas, Hollywood, the NFL, the pedophile rings, you know, the drug rings, all these things, the gangs, all of these things are being brought brought down Sheila one by one and they're losing and they know it and so <clears throat> they're fighting back they're hitting us as much as they can which is why we all need to be uh, in prayer we all need prayer cover I, I strongly uh, recommend you get some prayer cover some of the people there that uh, that follow you that follow your program you know make them pray for you you know ask them to pray for you and we all need that nowadays because uh, otherwise uh, this these things that are happening, uh, they're going to be a lot of casualties because the enemy is out of options. They're running out of options, Sheila, and they know that the, their agenda is being dismantled. Everything that they had worked on for, for decades, President Trump, God Cyrus, has come in and begun to dismantle them one piece at a time just like he said he would. And he has been very, very good at that. He has been doing what he said he was going to do. And so is he perfect? No, no, he's not perfect. He's an imperfect man with a, with flaws, but he's doing the best he can to, um, you know, restore America back to health. He's putting a, a good judge in the Supreme Court. There's a good chance he may appoint a couple more, two, three more which would definitely lead to the overturn of Roe versus Wade. He is pro-life. He has already made a declaration that life begins at inception, you know, at um, the very moment that a child is conceived in the womb of a, of a woman. He's coming against, you know, the same bathroom for both sexes. They have already ruled, the Supreme Court has already ruled that uh, Islam cannot be taught in public schools, you know, indoctrinating our children. I mean, Everything that they have been uh, planning and putting together for decades is coming down. And so these demons are very, very upset. And you're seeing these attacks taking place. You're seeing these attacks, uh, the one that took place in the, against the Baptist Church in Texas, which was, that was a horrific crime. They, they were just worshiping God, assembling, you know, just reading the Bible and just praising God. They were killed mercilessly 
by this butcher, who knows for what reason, diabolical for sure. Then you see the attack on um, on Rand Paul, who was one of the best uh, senators in the Senate. And, uh, you know, and then you saw the other attack against the other Republican uh, congressmen there, you know, in the, in the baseball field. Uh, I mean, on and on and on he goes. The attacks, of course, in, the, in, in Vegas, which was a very conservative, you know, rally there. It, they were singing uh, Sheila... America, you know, America, beautiful song. When this attack began, pro-Trump people, good American patriots, Republicans, again, they were attacked. So we are seeing these attacks on good people, conservatives, on the patriots, on the Christians by the dark side. And this is going to escalate because the war is raging. You just, you must have known what happened um, and what is happening actually in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. The prince there is taking down the whole gang of uh, of uh, chicks that uh, conspired with the Bushes and the Clintons and the Obamas, and most probably were involved in the the terror attack on the Twin Towers. So you know uh, these things are happening one after another after another, and this is one of the reasons why we have to pray. We 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 cannot let up. This is not the time to let up. And we need to continue to uphold God Cyrus, President Trump, uh, so that he can finish what God put him there for. Uh, I never believed, Sheila, that uh, President Trump was put in in the White House to make America great again, Also, although he is trying. And the economy is doing be- better, but it's never going back to the way it was because of the incredible uh, trillions of debt that we have uh, right now uh, in, in, in this nation. So it's, it's not going to happen. But the reason that he was put there in the White House was to bring down Babylon, to bring down the Babylonian system. That had uh, gripped this nation and was destroying the foundation of this nation. You know, whether people like it or not, Sheila, this nation is is the best hope there is in the world. This nation is the world's hope. If, if this nation goes down, it's over. Yeah. And I'm doing a study right now. I'm doing some research, you know, back to when the pilgrims came here. They came here escaping the brutal persecution in Europe by the uh, Roman papal uh, Catholic system, the Inquisition. And they came here, and this nation was basically a shelter for them. We must never forget that God prepared this nation to protect his people that were, uh, you know, fleeing persecution, fleeing the, the onslaught of the of the devil, of the seed of the devil. And so this nation remains that place. It remains that place. And, the, of course, the, the, the Soros and the Obamas and the Clintons and the Bushes and all these devils have been trying for decades to destroy that and to turn this nation into a, a hellhole. And so this is why God needed uh, to put his man in there. And that man is Donald Trump. Whether there are Christians out there that hate him or whatever, you need to get over it. You need to get over that sentiment and realize that this man is your best hope to spare uh, this nation. Uh, God to spare this nation and this nation to be uh, spared the, the judgment that was surely, surely upon it. And so instead of condemning and, and, and riling against this nation and speaking judgment and all this, you need to pray. You need to pray and intercede and repent on behalf of this nation like a lot of people are doing. And then pray for the president that he is enabled by God to uh, to do the right things, you know, to 
end abortions, to end all these uh, pedophile rings, like it is happening in Hollywood, the abuses, child trafficking, and all of these things need to be stopped. And that is one of the reasons why God put him there, for him to stop all these uh, horrific, evil things that uh, were, were being done and still are being done in this nation. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I, I really like what you said about him unraveling Babylon. That is so true because the gods of America, they're coming down. All this idolatry is being dismantled. And speaking of dismantled, Donald Trump, folks, has single-handedly dismantled in one year. I mean, we just this week celebrated one year of November 8th when he was officially elected. He's done more in one year to unravel and dismantle all the hell that Obama created for this country. That's unprecedented. Yeah, I was saying that not long ago in the radio show I was doing that. This is the first real president we have had in this country since John F. Kennedy. Yeah. A lot of people compare uh, Trump to Reagan, and Reagan was very good. He was a good president, but he was not free. He was still controlled. I mean, he had uh, Poppy Bush there uh, as his vice president, and they tried <laughs> to eliminate him in the first year of his presidency so that Poppy Bush could step in there and take the reins, and they were unsuccessful, but um, they sent a message to Reagan, and uh, Reagan never, never again was uh, the same after that. And so this is the first real president we have had that is not controlled and manipulated by these people since John F. Kennedy. And they just are raving mad. They're just fuming. And you can see this by the constant bombardment, the mainstream media, by Hollywood, you know, by the people that uh, that are controlled by the deep state. You know, the, the people and the, and the areas that are controlled by the deep state are railing against Donald Trump. What does that tell you? I mean, anybody with uh, with any brains and any discernment can tell you that, <laughs> you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I'm a very simple person, Sheila. You know, we don't have to get into all these theological and conspiracy theories, you know, that he is a mason or uh, or he makes sign signals with his whatever. You know, I, I'm not interested in that bunch of bunk. I don't have time for that anymore. I am a very simple person. I look at facts. I look at what is happening. Okay. Jesus Christ said it best. He says, a bad tree cannot bear good fruit and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. So what are we seeing from this man? Are we seeing uh, good fruit or are we seeing bad fruit? Jesus himself said it, by its fruit, you shall judge the tree. You shall judge them by their fruit. And so what fruit did we see from Obama? What fruit did we see from Clinton? What fruit did we see from Bush and all the others? Very bad fruit. The military was being uh, corrupted. We saw Obama do uh, ungodly things, uh, legalize same-sex marriage. I mean, the list goes on and on. I don't want to rant about that because everybody knows about it. But we shall know them by their fruit. And the fruit that this man has is good fruit. Has he done bad things? Sure. But look at all the good he's trying to do. He's stopping these devils from coming in. So the enemy is boiling mad. These people are mad. They're scrambling now like rats living a sinking ship. The Democratic Party is destroyed. 
with the new allegations of Donna Brazil, you've probably seen that. You know, she's came out and dropped a bombshell. I mean, every, everything, Sheila, everything, every plan and every agenda that they were trying to um, concoct and bring against God Cyrus, President Trump, is now turning on them. The worm is turning. And it seems like everything, everything, the person that, uh, you know, that woman that supposedly had connections to the Russian government, whatever, it happens that, you know, she actually was working for Fusion, GPS, (laughs) you know, and and she was being paid by the Hillary Clinton uh, gang and the Podestas and all these people and working with the Russians. So the whole Russia collusion is turned around. It's been turned back on their own heads. Now they're finding out that Mueller was involved in it and Rosenstein and I mean, Comey. I mean, the whole thing is turned on them. What is Mueller going to do is, is he going to indict himself? Because he is certainly involved. So this thing has become a comical uh, theater, theatrics, and they just don't know what to do next. And so I am concerned that they're going to attempt an assassination on this man. That's the only way they can remove him. That's the only way. They they just cannot do anything to bring him down. So we have to pray just protection upon this man and his family. And uh, you're going to see... A lot of things happen this next several months. We also have to pray that these evil people will not start World War III because that is the way they usually solve their problems. They start a big war and they cause a big disaster to take their eyes off of this mess. And so we just have to pray that that does not happen. Yes, absolutely. Well, and... And of course, like you said, these guys will stop at nothing. The devil is roaring mad. And it seems like every day when one of these bombshells, as you just said, these revelations come out about these devils, what do they follow up with all the time? A smoke screen, one mass shooting after the other. Every single time we see something else come out about these people, there's always a mass shooting that follows up. So there is a lot of smoke and mirrors. I think there's a lot of false flags being propagated. All these plans of the wicked are clearly being thwarted. And what does it say? God laughs at the plans of the wicked. God is continuing to pull back the curtain on these devils. And let me tell you what, the justice train, it's coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God is going to bring justice. And you see, what a lot of people do not understand, and you know, all these conspiracy theorists, they have been oppressed for so long. We have been living under the boot of all these devils for so long that many of God's people out there have forgotten that that you know, the Lord is still God. He is uh, Elohim. Uh, these people are not God. They are powerful, but they're not God. And so sometimes I wonder, Sheila, if these people, you know, I'm talking about Christians that still do not accept that Donald Trump was put there by the Lord, and they continue to bring up all kinds of accusations and conspiracy theories. I wonder many times if these people believe that, that the elite, you know, that these devils are more powerful than God. Because that is, you know, what they're trying. I mean, that is what they're saying by their by their words and their actions. That that these people are bigger than God. They are stronger than God, and God is not able to overturn their their evil deeds. And God is not able to counter them. And so the people uh, have been in that condition for so long that now they just cannot accept the fact that the Lord is able to overturn the evil of these people if his people will pray. And it's in the Bible, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their evil way, 
I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. The way these people respond to that is, well, the people haven't uh, repented in America. You see, they still don't get it. That's that scripture in Second Chronicles seven fourteen is talking about his people. Yeah, the church is the only one that's got to get it. Forget about everybody else. If his people get it, if we get it, and we repent and we turn from our evil ways and we begin to pray and intercede and bombard, okay, heaven, the Lord will hear and He will act on our behalf. And this is what is happening, Sheila. Unfortunately, many Christians still don't get it. They have more faith in the devils that control the new world order, the deep state. They have more faith in that than they have in God. I hate to break it to them, but that is where we are at. They have more faith in that than they have in themselves. They have, they don't, apparently they don't think that they have enough faith to affect anything, to change anything. And so they just accept whatever it is and they just continue to, in the doom and gloom and continue to woe, woe me, woe my, and, you know, complain about this and think everything is a conspiracy. And no matter what happens, the things are going to be bad. So this is the kind of mentality that will turn the angels of the Lord against him. If the people continue to speak like that, they will find themselves fighting against God himself. Absolutely. And and what does it say in the word? Call those things which be not as though they were. I don't really think that people really understand, Augusto, that there is life and death in the tongue. You'll reap what you sow even what you put out there with your words. But not only that, Christians are not exercising their power and authority, their their dominion. We have power over all the power of the enemy. Luke 10, 19. But sadly, that is just used as nothing more than a punchline to a joke, Augusto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You see, uh, no matter how much power, and they have some power, no doubt about it. The Satanists and the witches and the warlocks and all these people, they do have power. But that power is not greater than the power that we as sons of God have. And uh, that is a revelation. And I believe that uh, we are going to come into that revelation and we are coming into that revelation soon. And this is when the body of Christ okay, is going to rise, okay? like a giant as was shown to you know to Tom Hicks in the vision that he had on the last days that the church his body of Christ was going to rise up as a slumbering giant that was asleep and was bound by all these little demons and that's what they were little demons but because he did nothing they managed to bind the body of Christ down then in the vision he saw slowly this giant begin to shake himself from these uh, demonic uh, entanglements. And when he began to shake himself, (laughs) these things were nothing. They just started uh, scramming. They just started running, hiding everywhere because the giant was getting uh, to, to his feet. And this is, this is what happens when the people don't understand that we have power and authority in our tongue. Uh, I was sharing with someone the other day, you know, the words of Jesus, he said to his disciples, if you believe and you have faith and you doubt not, and he had a little mustard seed, he said, if you had faith just like this little mustard seed, I can almost see him with this little mustard seed in his hand, you know, telling his disciples, if you had faith like this little mustard seed, you would tell to this mountain, be thou plucked up and removed and thrown into the sea, and he will do so. If you doubt not, you shall have what you ask. That is kingdom principle. That is powerful. 
And the church doesn't understand that. And that is why the enemy has been able to do what he has. And so we are in a different season. This is what I'm trying to tell the people. We are in a different season. The timeline has changed. We were in a different timeline, and we were heading down the wrong path. We were heading to catastrophic events, and we may still end up there if the people quit praying and we don't do what we have to do. But the timeline has shifted, and I believe that the Lord has given us, if you will, a reprieve, an open door, so that he can bring in the harvest. And I'm speaking to some people out there. It doesn't matter what you guys believe that God wants to judge this nation so bad and he hates this country and he's going to destroy this country. Let me tell you one thing, okay? Yeah, does God hate abortion? Yeah, absolutely. Does God hate pedophiles and that human traffic and, and all this same-sex marriage and all? Of course, of course he does. But let me tell you one thing. In the heart of hearts, of the Lord, of the Most High, the number one thing that he wants to do is not to destroy. <laughs> he wants to save. Yeah. This is why Jesus said, I have not come to destroy the wicked. I have, I have come to save them. Okay? The Son of Man did not come to destroy the world, but to save the world. And so the heart of God is redemptive. He wants to save. He is basically looking around for a partner, if you will, someone that will agree with him so that his will can be manifested on the earth. He's desperately looking around for people, okay, for vessels, for his will on the earth. And uh, when he finds those people, he will work through them. And this is what is happening. And all it takes are willing vessels. Okay, willing vessels. When we are willing and we yield ourselves and we say, your will be done, Father. Thy kingdom come. Your kingdom come upon this earth. Your kingdom come upon this nation, the United States of America. Your kingdom come upon my life and your will be done here in my life, here in my family, here in America. Your will be done. Not the will of the deep state, not the will of the devil, not the will of George Soros or the Obamas or the Clintons or the Bushes or anybody else. No, your will be done here. And when we begin to pray and repent and intercede with weeping and travailing, these things will happen. I don't care how many witches are praying against the <laughs> President Trump. I don't care how many Satanists scream at the, at the <laughs> sky. I mean, these people are crazy. They're crazy. And so they think that that has power. They don't understand the real power. The real power is in Yeshua HaMashiach. The real power is in standing in faith, declaring, thus saith the word of God, and your will be done, Lord. Not the will of these devils. No, your will be done. When we speak like that, Sheila, there is no devil, there is no demon, there is no witch, no warlock, no Satanists that can stand against us. But we have to stand united. And the body of Christ is right now not united. It is splintered. Is divided because of all this false preaching and false teaching out there. And there's a mixed sickness people are getting. And we need to come together. We have to come together. And if you're wrong, then admit I'm wrong. And we have to come together and receive the will of God. Okay? Receive God's will. What is God's will for this country? I mean, ask yourself this question right now if you're listening to this. What is God's will for the United States? Do you think God's will for the United States is for this country to be destroyed and the whole world goes to hell? 
Or do you think God's will is to cleanse itself, to rid itself of all these demonic strongholds, to give the Christians here who are now waking up, they're waking up to give them an opportunity to go out and evangelize the world and set the world on fire and finance the end time revival to bring in the final harvest right before the Lord returns. Amen. Which one do you think is God's will? Well, it's not God's will that any should perish. And that's you mentioned a really important thing there when you said God is looking for people to be willing vessels. He's looking for people that will come in agreement with his words. His word is inerrant. It's infallible. But the devil's also looking for people that will come in agreement with him as well. Whatever is contrary to the will of God, whatever is contrary to the word of God, that's what he did with Adam and Eve. Oh, God said you'd surely die. Nah, he's causing them to question. We're going to dare question God's will or God's word. We have to quit getting in agreement with the devil. We have to quit getting into the doom and gloom. Oh, my God, there's going to be an uprising. There's going to be a deep state coup. Oh, boy, the witches are going to cast a spell. It's not going to be good. No, we should be binding the spirit of the witch, the wizards, the warlocks, binding and rebuking and rendering powerless Satan and his kingdom of darkness. How about Christians start storming the enemy's camp? How about they start coming into agreement with God? You know, Abraham was pleading for Sodom. Can we find 10 righteous people? How about can we find 10 people that'll come in agreement with God's word? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can we find 10 people that will agree? Can we come into agreement with the Lord? Can we find 10 people that will come? You know, the Lord doesn't need thousands and millions of people, Sheila. All he needs is a group of people that will come into agreement with him. 10 righteous people, okay? A handful of people that will come into agreement with him. He is able to shake a nation like that. And there have been many, many personalities through the history uh, of the United States and the world that God has used to shake uh, the world. So this is nothing new. But um, yeah, what you said is, is so true. You know, just like we line our mouth. With the word of God, uh, you can line your mouth uh, with the, the words of Satan. And the other thing uh, th- that I believe that uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a problem, uh, Sheila, is many of these prophetic people out there, watchmen and so forth, that have dreams and, um, you know, things like that, prophetic dreams, they don't understand. They have a prophetic gift, no doubt, but they do not understand much about how these things operate, apparently. They have never been taught. They have never been discipled. They have never sat under a man of God, mature prophet, mature apostle, man of God that can instruct them and teach them these things. So whenever they get a dream or whatever, they don't know if that dream is coming from the devil. They don't know if that dream is coming from from God, but it's not a thus saith the Lord. It is a, uh, a warning dream telling them, hey, wake up. This is the plans that the, the devil has. Pray against it. And so they assume, see, most of these people, Sheila, assume, and you know what they say about the word assume, right? <laughs> Most people, as these people assume that if they have a dream, you know, a prophetic dream like that, it is automatically from God and it is something that it is going to happen no matter what. And they are wrong. 
And they have to uh, awaken from that stupor, from that deception, and realize that the majority, I would dare say that 98% of these dreams, okay, 98, 99 even percent of these dreams and visions are not uh, things that God wants to happen. They are things that are going to happen if man, if we do not step in and pray and intercede to change that timeline. You see, that is a timeline that these things that people receive, these are possibilities, timelines, okay? We live in a multi-timeline universe. There is all kinds of different ways that things can go based on the decisions of people. And this is something that people just don't understand. Yeah. And so they they automatically think that just because they get a dream, then they post it on their website and they <laughs> they say this is what's going to happen, blah blah blah. God is going to judge America, and then from then on is downhill because then uh, the negative mentality takes over and the gloomer and doomers take over and they begin to woe is me and all this negativity and fear and that steals the faith of the people. It is a cycle a vicious cycle that they cannot break out of. And all the time, while this is going on, the enemy is just rejoicing. He is celebrating, looking at how the Christians are like a a powerful, you know, a powerful, powerful lion, but chasing its own tail. And it's not doing anything. It's just roaring and chasing its own tail while instead of raising up and roaring against the real enemy, the pack of wolves out there. And so, you know, they they just laughing their heads off as the Christians are running scared and cowering in fear, not knowing what to do. And the devil can put a, he can plant a dream also. He can plant dreams. I call them second heaven dreams. And people can pull them uh, all the time. They can just dream something, and they are second heaven dreams. They are not dreams from God. They are dreams, but they are things that they have just captured, okay? As they were dreaming, they, they plugged in, and they received a second heaven dream of the plans of the enemy. And so they automatically say, hey, this was God's message. Thus say, and, and then they add this, thus saith the Lord, which is a very dangerous thing, Sheila. Yeah. That is what the Old Testament s- says to the, uh, to the false prophets. You go around saying, thus saith the Lord, and I never said anything like that. And so you, people have to be very careful, okay? If, you, if people receive something like that in a dream, be very careful and be very specific to put down what God gave you. Then don't add your own words and begin to spit out condemnation and venom and poison. No, just stay and write what God or what you received. Maybe it was from the enemy. Maybe it was from the Lord. If it was from the Lord, maybe it was a warning for us to pray against that. I guarantee you. Okay. And then if it was from the enemy, then it is also a, a message so that we can pray against it. And this is one of the things, Sheila that I believe the body of Christ needs to understand and needs to stop doing that. Like you said, they agree with it. See, if the devil plants um, a dream into somebody's you know, subconscious mind during the time when they're sleeping, they wake up, they think that is from the Lord, so they begin to perpetuate that. They begin to confess that. They begin to declare that plan, which was not from God. It was a plan of the enemy, but they thought it was from God. And so they come into agreement with that. And by doing that, they help fulfill it. They help that thing become a reality. This is what we're seeing right now. You know, one of the things we saw in the last couple of weeks, we saw this Hillsong pastor, Carl Lentz, 
totally compromising on murdering children. That is such an atrocity, such an abomination. And I thought, you know, if you go on a secular television program as a guest, you should not be going there as a friend of the world. You should be going there as an ambassador of Christ. And if you are a true and faithful Christian, you are going to clash in almost every area with their worldview. You'll clash on the subjects of marriage, fornication, homosexuality, pornography, and of course, on the subject of abortion. You will have contention because, well, guess what? You're stepping into enemy territory and you're literally upholding a flag which is utterly offensive to this sin-loving world, the flag of righteousness. If you hide that flag, oh yeah, you'll have the applause of this world, all right. What does the scripture say in James 4.4? 4? Whoever is a friend of the world is the enemy of God. And here's the deal, Augusto. This whole American feel-good Christianity, it's coming to an end. This whole watered-down, cotton-candy, seeker-friendly, emergent, nothing about Jesus, three hymns and a PowerPoint, it's all about me, motivational speaking, it's coming down. We're called to live righteous lives, looking no different than the world. No, I've got a newsflash. God is getting fed up with these lukewarmers, Augusto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, I'm doing this uh, teaching uh, on the Revelation Apocalypse Reveal now. And uh, I was talking about that the other day on one of the churches of Laodicea, which the Lord said, I will spew you out of my mouth. And um, that word spew is, uh, you know, a regurgitation, a vomiting, because he can't handle it, he can't have it in, in his mouth. It's just that disgusting. Something so disgusting, so repulsive. And then he says, I wish you were rather hot or cold. And I, I started, you know, dissecting that and breaking it down, unpacking that. And basically, you know, he's saying, you know, I'd rather you were hot, which we all know what that is. A person that is passionate is is in love with Jesus and they are just hot after, after Christ, after Jesus. I'd rather you be hot, but then he said, or cold. And a lot of people wonder why, why would he say that? I'd rather you be cold than lukewarm because a person that is cold they know they are backslidden. They know that they are not where they need to be. And the Holy Spirit can bring them to a place of repentance. You see? You don't need to tell a drunkard out there that he's a sinner. He knows it. You see? The problem is with the lukewarm. The lukewarm think they are okay. That is the problem, Sheila. The lukewarm. That is the ones that the Lord can't stand. God has no problem with the hot or the cold. The hot he loves because they are, um, they are people after his own heart. The cold, he will help too because they know they're a sinner and they're probably pumping their, their chest saying, forgive me, I am a sinner. You know, I am cold. I am backslidden. Lord, have mercy on me. Have patience with me. So he can work with that. But the lukewarm, the lukewarm, you know, they are in sin. They think they're okay because of all this grace message. And that is what the grace message, uh, this super grace will do. Make people think that that is okay. And so people continue to live in sin. And when people live in sin, uh, Sheila, they lose boldness. There is no boldness. There is no passion because sin will destroy that in a person. Sin, habitual sin will destroy boldness in people. And so when people have sin in their lives, secret sins, habitual sins that they do not repent of, that they do not confess, they have no boldness. 
And therefore, like you're saying, they go into a program, a TV show, and they just, uh, they're okay with the world. They're okay with uh, worldly things. They're okay with talking about worldly events and worldly things and, and things that are sinful. They say, oh, it's not so bad. You know, God loves them. You know, because this is what happens when you allow sin into your life. It blinds. Sin blinds. It deceives. And that is, unfortunately, the condition in, um, in a lot of people in the body of Christ. They're not hot or cold. They are lukewarm. And the Lord is going to spew them out of his mouth. What a frightening thought that is. And we're at a really pivotal place in history, too, I think, Augusto, because never before have we seen so many doctrines of devils. You know, Mark 16 really does give us a commission there. The book of Acts, if that isn't a Christian operating manual, I don't know what is. That's really important for us to be following that same pattern and commission. And yet, considering the lateness of the hour, Augusto, what's the bottom line here? What do people need to take away from this message today? I think that we are at a very, very important uh, point in time. I was laying on my bed maybe a couple of weeks ago. You know, as you may already know by now, I had some back surgery in um, in July, and that allowed me uh, to spend a lot of time on my back. And you know, really, the presence of the Lord, just talking to Him, meditating, just receiving from Him. And one of the things that He showed me, Sheila, was that right now the kingdom of heaven is looking for trainers. He says, there is a great need, and I heard this, the great need for trainers. God is looking for trainers. And that kind of captured me. That kind of you know, caught my spirit because he didn't say God is looking for the lost. No, no, no. He didn't say that. And this is the first time I ever heard him say that this way, put in this way. He's looking for trainers. And I believe that these trainers are trainers that need to train others for the harvest. Mm. We have a lot of believers, Sheila, but we don't have disciples. There is a big difference between being a born-again believer and being a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's two totally different things. What we have in America today, okay, is a lot of believers, a lot of people that have been born again, okay, have come to Jesus Christ, confessed him as his Lord and Savior, maybe even been baptized, maybe even filled with the Holy Spirit, but they are still just believers. They are not disciples, and they have not been discipled to be a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that is the urgency of the moment. We need to make disciples. God is looking for trainers, and maybe you have been an eternal uh, sheep in a church, been there for 20, 30 years, and you're still thinking that you are learning and you're getting nothing. <laughs> well, let me just stop there. But you, it's about time you come under a ministry that you can learn, you can be discipled, so that you yourself then can disciple others, so that you yourself can then heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, and preach the gospel to the people so that you yourself are able to do these things, okay? This is not for professionals, okay? This is for everyone. Jesus says, go out and make disciples of all nations. So this is the urgency of the moment, Sheila. And in closing, I just want to say to the people, the enemy is trying to preempt this. He's trying to, to preempt the plans of the Lord. 
And this is why we need to pray so that maybe a war with North Korea doesn't happen or a war with Iran or China or Russia doesn't happen because this is exactly what the enemy wants so that God's plan and the end time revival and the end time harvest can be preempted. Now, these things are going to happen, okay? The wars and the destruction and all that, these things are going to happen. But the devil always wants to preempt God's plans and agenda so these things don't happen, so the people do not get saved, so the people do not get trained, do not get discipled, and so forth. So this is the urgency of the moment, to pray against these things, that the devil does not preempt God's plans, and secondly, to become disciples, then eventually to become a trainer so that you can train others to be disciples. Absolutely agree. And Jesus himself declares what it means to become his follower, a member of his army. And no one should enlist without fully understanding what it costs. From the beginning, Jesus is entirely upfront and honest. This is an all or nothing proposition. He says, you know what? You must follow me completely or not at all. It goes back to that lukewarm thing. In contrast to your commitment to me, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yeah, even his own life. He cannot be my disciple. So this is not a feel-good, wishy-washy commitment here. This is a serious commitment, being fully committed, devoted, and obedient. Well, in the waning moments, Augusto, if you would do the honors, sir, of praying for us. Prayer is so powerful, and boy, who couldn't use some prayer right now? So if you would, sir, please. We'll stand in agreement with you as you lead us in prayer, sir. Please go ahead. Father, we just come together in agreement. You say where two or three pray and agree touching anything, I will do it. And Father dear, we just ask that you would intervene and you would, Lord, send billions of your holy angels to protect your Cyrus President Trump as he uh, is endeavoring to do your will, Father. And Lord, that you will restrain, Lord, the dogs of war, the hounds of war, Lord, the, the North Korea, the King Yamuns, and, and the Irans, and the Russia, and China. You would rein them in, Father. And that you would not allow them to start a war, Father, and that you would bring them to their senses one way or another, if necessary, removing some people from their position. And we ask, Father, that you would bring, Lord, your harvest, that you would bring in your harvest and your reapers, Lord, and your laborers, Lord, and the trainers, Lord. Cause them to rise even at this moment, at the sound of my voice, that they will rise up, Lord, and begin to uh, realize, Lord, how much time they have lost already so that they will be empowered they will be equipped they will be trained lord as disciples and lord then they can become trainers and to disciple others because the work is waxing hot lord and this is getting right down to the wire now there is a calling there is a desperation in heaven for people to rise up and for trainers and for disciples and so we ask you father dear that you would touch the hearts of the people right now wherever they are lord and you will save them and you will redeem them you will set them free from any yokes or oppression and depression, from all uh, uh, habitual sins and bondages that they are dealing with, and that you would 
release them, Father, and that you would bring them, Lord, into the harvest and cause them, Lord, to sign in, Lord, to become, Lord, an equipper, to become a, a trainer, to become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we give you praise, Father, and we thank you for Sheila. We thank you for her program, Lord, the platform that she has allows me to come and share this word, Father, with your people. We pray a blessing upon her life, and we pray a protection around her in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the program today, Augusto. It's always such a pleasure to have you on the program. Folks, bookmark theappearance.com. I've got that linked also in the bio. Augusto, again, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the program. It is always such a pleasure for us to have you on. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me, Sheila. It's always a pleasure. Folks, that was Augusto Prez theappearance.com that is bookmarked there in the description also he's got a really awesome video he's just actually done this they've just completed part of the end time harvest project they began that recently and i've got it linked there too it's called demonic beasts released and again he's got a tuesday and thursday show all that information again you can find over there on his website that is theappearance.com well we have a fantastic program this week Starts out with Augusto, and of course, Mark Taylor joins us tomorrow. You're definitely going to want to be tuned into that. That is Tuesday, November 14th, is Mark Taylor. And then Wednesday, I was trying to do this show before and just couldn't quite get this done last week. It is the brother of Sharon Mulkey. You know Monty and Sharon Mulkey. Sharon's brother is a pastor in Germany, and what an incredible show! The show is going to be called Sorcery, Bewitchment, and Mind Control. And let me tell you right now, you do not want to miss that show. Hey, if you are not listening to the show on the customized app, make sure you are doing that. And again, we finally got our male poets straightened around on the new website, Sheila.media. So make sure that you are signed up for my free e-newsletter. Now that it's completely glitch-free, I can start sending out updates, and I really want to keep you in the loop on everything. So thank you for subscribing for that. Do not forget to follow me on social media and subscribe to my YouTube channel as some of the shows go there before they do anything. And lastly, I'm asking you to support me on Patreon. Ensure this program stays on the air, and I've got some exclusive interviews and content only for my patrons. That's locking in a commitment of any amount per month. That is greatly appreciated. And I just want to give a shout out to all my current patrons. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a voice crying out in the wilderness. Thank you for locking arms with me and partnering with this ministry. I ask that God greatly bless you for being a part of this. You can find all the ways to donate and you can find all my social media icons. All that information is over there at Sheila.media, S-H-E-I-L-A dot media. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the program today. We will see you tomorrow. Good night and God bless.